With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep! P-E-P Pep! Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman! exciting narrative of Superman's most unusual adventure. Clark Kent tells how he almost perished in his effort to save Jimmy Olsen on the planet Utopia. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, they say that time flies. And you know, nowadays, when you're busy rounding out your collection of comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pet... Why, it seems like time flies with the speed of Superman. Why, almost before you know it, you're close to having all 18 buttons in the series. And it's mighty exciting and loads of fun, too. Exciting fun when Mom opens a new package of pep to see which button is inside. Maybe Cindy, or Vitamin Flintheart, or Superman himself. And thrilling fun to exchange duplicates with your pals, too. And doggone wonderful fun wearing all your pep comic buttons pinned on your jacket or your, or your dress or cap. And there'll be lots more fun, too, because something new and exciting is coming along soon. So you better get busy on your collection, gang. Finish it off. Better remind Mom right now that you're in the market for plenty of Kellogg's Pet. That's how easy it is, you know. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy these prizes anywhere. But you get a comic button in every package of Pep you open. And you get some grand eating, too, because these whole wheat flakes are loaded with that sunny golden toasted flavor. Crisp and fresh and tasty as can be. A swell breakfast dish. That's the Sunshine Cereal Gang. P-E-P. Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. As you know, Clark Kent has been assigned to write a feature story on Superman's most unusual adventure. Let's join him now as he continues to recall his experiences on the planet Utopia. Unable to free myself from the terrific force of gravity on Utopia, I tried to stall Jimmy's execution by assuming the guise and garb of Clark Kent. And it seemed to work. But Zaram, wily regent of Utopia, tricked me by placing Jimmy in my cell and eavesdropping on our conversation. Apparently, Zaram heard enough to make him suspect that Kent and Superman were one and the same. And to prove his theory, had me brought out into the palace courtyard. There, he was about to hurl a powerful explosive at me, when suddenly a deep rumbling sound rose and swelled as the ground trembled underfoot. Alarmed, Zaram's captain of the guards called out. You hear that, sire? Gigantic cracking. What means this? I fear, sire. Yes, speak. I fear our planet is beginning to shatter and fall into eternal space. It cannot be. 
My astrologer, my scientist, they said it would not happen until five days hence. Well, here it is, like it or not. What shall we do, sire? What shall we do? Wait. The rumbling is diminishing. The ground shakes less. Perhaps... Oh, but it will grow worse again shortly, sire. Then I must see my astrologer at once. I go to my council room. Fetch me my astrologer. But what of this earthling cat, sire? Leave him here. Hurry! My astrologer! <laughs> Speak up, Master Astrologer. What say you? Why does this rumbling and cracking come now, five days before your forecast? Well, sire, it would appear I made a slight error in my calculations. You hear that, Captain Teller? A slight error, he says. I regret that, sire. But after all, I am but an astrologer. I can read the mysterious forces of nature, but I cannot control them. Nor can you accurately read them, stupid dolt. Much wealth I gave you for your knowledge and advice. You agreed it was safe to begin my invasion of the earth on the day after tomorrow. Now we are lost. Now we cannot even save ourselves. We, sire, you and I must perish too. No, Zaram. There is one way you can yet save yourselves and your warriors and proceed with your invasion of the earth as planned. Tell me quickly. Listen carefully, sire. As you see, it is now but a few lapsed revolutions beyond nine o'clock. At exactly eleven o'clock occurs the moment in solar time in which your space shells can travel to the planet Earth. What good is that? We shall be dead long before. Why, at any moment, Utopia will break apart. Who says that, Captain Teller? Two of our men of science. They told me how 100 years ago, when the last disaster occurred, it struck within one half hour after the first great rumbling and cracking. Yeah, that is true. But this time, I know definitely that disaster will not strike until between the hours of midnight and one o'clock of tomorrow morning. Are certain of that? I am quite certain, sire. I assure you that disaster will not strike... Until a good hour after you and your warriors depart for the earth. It is not true. It cannot be true. I swear I speak truth. You seek to deceive us. Wait. Perhaps he does speak the truth. But the scientists say... They could be wrong in my master astrologer, right? I am right, sire. Hmm. There may still be time for me to proceed with my plans. To launch my warriors and my secret weapons and the waiting space shells. I assure so... you, there is yet time, sire. Good. Captain Teller, give the order for my warriors to assemble at the space shells. One moment. I have remembered something, sire. What is that? Quickly, time flies. Superman. If he has escaped to his home on Earth, he may foil our invasion. I do not think he has escaped. How can you know? Did he not disappear from the cell where we found the Earthling Clark Kent? I say I do not think he has escaped. Why would I have time to make sure by proceeding with my experiment on the Earthling Kent? However, we must take the chance. No time can now be lost. Give the order for my warriors, Captain. At once, sire. But what of the two Earthlings, Kent and James Olsen? And of the traitorous Anthar and Poco. <laughs> I have a fine plan for them. A fine plan. Come, I shall disclose it to you on the way. And you shall have the pleasure of carrying it out. Prisoner Zantha, Poco, James Olsen. Fall out beside the earthling Clark Kent. Gee whiz, Mr. Kent. What's going to happen to us now? Don't worry. Everything will be all right. I hope. Oh, friend Clark Kent, this can't be true. Just this morning I saw you. In Metropolis, I know. But look, Poco, please trust me and don't ask any questions. Oh, when I needed aid, you did your part. Now I'll do mine with all my heart. Good. Oh, if I can just... Break loose. Gee whiz, Mr. Kent. With you held down like this and, and Superman not here, I'm afraid it's all up with us. 
but good. No, it's not all up yet, Jim. Not yet. Silence, prisoners. Now hear me. By the orders of Regent Zoram, you will remain in this courtyard. From where you may witness the departure of our warriors to the earth. Huh? What's that? I was afraid of that. Oh, if I could only get loose. The departure of our base shells will take place at 11 o'clock. And the bright moonlight will afford you an excellent view of our takeoff. Mr. Kent, you hear that? He says they're going to invade the earth tonight. Yes, I heard him. Listen further, prisoners. Shortly after our departure, this planet is doomed to be shattered into eternal space. And you will be shattered with it. What? Oh, no, it won't. Anthar said we had five days yet. Hey, Anthar! Anthar, what are you shaking your head for? Why don't you say something? No, Anthar grieves in silent pain. He has no heart to speak again. Mr. Kent, why don't you say something? Usually, when we're in a bad spot, you think of something. I can only think I've got to get loose in time to stop Zarab. Well, how could you stop him, even if you could get loose? I know a way. You do? Well, what is it? Tell it to us. Maybe we can... No, only I can... Wait! I'm gaining. I'm gaining a little against this heavy gravity. But it's slow work. Oh, dear. Oh. If only Superman could know... How will our winds of fortune blow? Not even Superman can help us now, Punko. The force of gravity would hold him down, too. Just like it does Mr. Kent. No, this time I tell you, James, my friend, this is the dark and bitter end. the rumblings and grinding noises that signified Utopia's doom increased in intensity, I continued to strain and struggle against the force that held me rooted, helpless, almost willing to admit that this was indeed the end for Jimmy and for Superman. In a moment, we'll return for startling climax in today's episode of Clark Kent's story. So keep listening. You know, gang, you'd feel mighty disappointed someday soon if all your pals were rounding out their collections of comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pet, and you weren't pretty near to getting all 18 buttons, too. You know, you'd kind of like to be the first to sport the whole complete collection on your jacket or your dress or cap. And, of course, you want to be in on the fun of swapping duplicates with your pals, too. And every single one of these Pep Comic buttons is so doggone smart-looking that, well, you don't want to miss a single one. You want the Little Moose and Pat Patton and, and Superman and all the others. So, so right now is a pretty good time to remind Mom to get you some more of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep, so that she'll be all ready when I bring you that exciting news that I've been hinting at. Yep, you get your comic button collection complete. Now, you don't have to send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy these prizes anywhere, but every time you open a package of Kellogg's Pep, look for your comic button inside. And say, you better look for some mighty good eating, too, because Pep is a super delicious breakfast dish. Every crispy whole wheat flake is loaded with that golden toasted sunshine flavor that hits just the right spot on a spring morning. So ask Mom to get you plenty of P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Now, back to Clark Kent's exciting story of Superman's most unusual adventure. Buildings toppled and mountains crumbled as the planet Utopia continued to disintegrate. And still the terrific force of gravity held me in its vice-like grip, 
while time grew shorter and shorter. Suddenly, the sound of a gong was heard from a point nearby, cutting clearly through the noise of destruction. Hogan, what do those gongs mean? How the time grows short. The hours have gone by. Within a few minutes, we shall die. A few minutes? Yes. Oh, endless sorrow. Oh, boundless woe. Our lives have but a few minutes to go. Mr. Kent, what do we do? What do we do? Oh, I'm afraid it's no use, Jim. Oh, no. I can't budge. Mr. Kent, look. A big crack's opening in the ground near us. Mr. Kent. Mr. Kent. Poco, what happened to Mr. Kent? One moment he was here. But then there was no trace. I fear he's vanished in space. Oh, no. Mr. Kent. Mr. Kent. This is the end. Farewell, my friend. Oh, go. I'm falling. Faster and faster, with great grinding, shattering rumbles, the huge gash in Utopia's surface widened further and still further. Then as I hurtled into space, the bulk of the planet tore completely away, bearing Jimmy Olsen, Poco, and the now unconscious Anthar with it. Don't fail to hear Clark Kent's thrilling climax of Superman's most unusual adventure and the beginning of a new and exciting story. Tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Snap, crackle, pop. Say, that's a swell song to hear at the breakfast table, isn't it, gang? Means that your bowl of Kellogg's Rice Krispies is crisp as crisp can be. Means doggone good eating. Why, these golden bubbles of oven-pop rice are so fresh and crisp, they snap, crackle, and pop when you pour on milk. That's why those famous little elves named Snap, Crackle, and Pop are around so much these days in cartoons on the Rice Krispies package to remind you to ask Mom for the one and only Snap, Crackle, and Pop cereal, Kellogg's Rice Krispies. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep, P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, Clark Kent completes his story of Superman's most unusual adventure and turns it in for publication, unaware that Lois Lane is foolishly walking into a mystery that will lead him into another dangerous adventure. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. 
Say, talk about big moments. Why, think how thrilled you're going to be one of these days when you have completed your collection of comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pet. You'll really feel like strutting around when you have all 18 buttons pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap for everybody to see. And that won't be the end of your fun either. No, sir, there'll be lots more when I bring you some mighty exciting news. You see, these pep comic buttons have made a real hit with fellows and girls in the gang. And no wonder the colors are so bright and clear and, and Spud and Pat Patton and Superman and all the others look so lifelike that, well, you wouldn't want to miss out on a single one. And you know, the best part is it's so easy to get these pep comic buttons. You just ask Mom to get you some Kellogg's Pep. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy these prizes anywhere. But look for one inside every package of pep you open. That's Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. The sunny golden toasted whole wheat flakes that make breakfast such good eating. Yes, sir, pep certainly makes your appetite sit up and take notice on a spring morning. So ask mom to get you several packages. Tell her that you want the good eating and the prizes from P.E.P. The sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. While writing the story of Superman's most unusual adventure on assignment from editor Perry White, Clark Kent recalled his harrowing experiences on the planet Utopia. Listen now as Kent continues. In all my life, no one ever came so close to discovering the secret of my true identity as did Zaram, cruel region of Utopia. In fact, he was just on the verge of an experiment that would have confirmed his suspicions when the disintegration of the planet began. Immediately then, he ordered his army into waiting space shells and took off for an invasion of the Earth. Held helpless by the terrific force of gravity on Utopia, I was left to die with Jimmy and his friends Anthar and Poco. Then, one moment I was talking with Jimmy, a second later I disappeared from view as the ground opened under my feet and I plummeted down into darkness. Mr. Ken! Mr. Ken! Poco, what happened to Mr... Holy smokes, the ground's cracking right under us. Look out, Poco. I'm falling. I'm falling. As Jimmy and Poco fell into a yawning chasm, Utopia leaped clear of its orbit in the firmament and, like the finale of a holiday fireworks display, exploded into a thousand pieces that zoomed through the heavens as if they were fireballs flung from a gigantic Roman castle. of the tremendous force of gravity that had held me immobile, I fought my way through mountains of stone, steel, and the rubble of broken buildings in a frenzied effort to find Jimmy. Then, just as I was about ready to give up, I saw the tiny figures of Jimmy and Poco hurtling toward me. Blasting my way toward them through tons of flying debris, I gathered up their unconscious forms and, covering them with my cape, rocketed through into clear space. As I paused then for a moment to take breath and gather strength, Jimmy opened his eyes. Where am I? You're safe with me, Jim. Superman! That's right. Oh, boy, am I glad to... Holy smokes. What's the matter, Jim? Poco. Poor Poco. Poco will be okay. He's unconscious, but safe enough here under my other arm. Oh, jeepers, that's swell. I was... Oh, golly. Now what? What happened to Mr. Kent and Anthony? Don't worry about Kent. He's all right. 
She was. How do you know? Just take my word for it. Now, about Anthar, well... He's gone? I'm afraid so. Poor guy. It is a pity, Jim. But I'm sure he would have wanted to go that way, with his people. I... I guess so. Now, we've got to get back to Metropolis. Yeah, but... But can you find your way back? Maybe, but I'm not going to just trust my own sense of direction. I'm going to let Zaram show me the way home. Zaram? Right. He's leading his army in a fleet of space shells for what he thinks will be an invasion of Earth. Well, we'll let him lead us through space to the orbit of our planet. Then I'll take care of his boys before they get a chance to do any damage. Now, watch how fast we catch up with them. Away! <laughs> Like an arrow shot from a giant bow, I streaked away in pursuit of Zaram's space shells. Soon, I caught up with him. And still carrying Jimmy and Poco, I trailed the regent and his army through the vast reaches of space. Then, with Earth in sight, I no longer needed their help to find my way, and rocketing by the Utopian Armada, I zoomed toward Metropolis. A few moments later, I landed on the roof of the Daily Planet. Daily Planet, last stop, all out. Gee whiz, Superman, I don't know how to thank you. Don't bother, Jim. Just see that Poco is taken care of. Now, I've got oh, to... Oh, but ju- wait a minute. What about Mr. Kent? Is don't he... worry about Kent. He'll be along soon. Now, I've got to take care of Zaram and his bad boys before they get a chance to use their secret weapons here. So long, Jim. So long. And good luck, Superman. Thanks. Up! Up! And away! <laughs> Circling back up into the sky, I met Zaram's army just as his space fleet was entering the Earth's stratosphere. Gathering speed, I crashed into the spearhead of the V formation. The force of my impact causing the powerful explosives inside the lead space shell to shatter it into a thousand pieces. As the others fell out of formation, I picked them off one by one, chasing them through the heavens until all seven of the tremendous space shells bearing Zaram and his fighting force were wiped out of existence. Then, plenty tired, even for Superman, I returned to the Daily Planet, and resuming my guise and garb of Clark Kent, returned to write the story of my adventure... I mean, of Superman's adventure. And so, Poco, who, like Superman, was born... On another planet, came to live on Earth. Hey, that does it. Hiya, Mr. Kent. Oh, hello, Beanie. Come on in. Thanks. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Mr. Well, Kent. That's all right. I was just going to yell for you anyhow. You were? Uh-huh. I want you to take the last pages of this story to the city room. She was. What a coincidence. Coincidence? Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Oh. I mean, Mr. Burroughs sent me to see if you have any more copy because he's making up the Sunday magazine section and... I see. He... Well, run along to Burroughs with this. Okay. I'll go in and tell the chief I've finished. Oh, gee whiz. I wouldn't go into Mr. White's office if I were you. Why? What's up? I don't know, except he's hitting the ceiling. Something about Miss Lane. Lois? What'd she do now? Search me. Well, I'll find out right now. Disregarding Beanie's admonition, Clark Kent strides toward Perry White's office to find out why the editor is so furious with Lois Lane. Unaware that what he is about to learn will lead him into a new and dangerous adventure as Superman. We'll be back in a moment for the suspenseful climax of today's episode. So keep listening. 
Say, you fellas know how often the girls went out in spelling bees or reading contests? Well, don't you let the girls get ahead of you and finish off their collections of Kellogg's Pep comic buttons before you do. No, sir, you want to be in there pitching. Sure, you'd like to complete your collection before the girls do. And besides, I'm going to have something new and exciting to tell you one day soon. So get busy and round out your whole series of comic buttons. Hey, you'll get a kick out of those true-to-life pictures of funny paper characters, like the little moose with his funny face and, and feather in his hair and fat, slap-happy Beezy. And Superman himself, complete with bright blue jersey and flying red cape and, and Superman insignia. Yes, sir, these pep comic buttons look terrific when you wear them pinned on your jacket or your dresser cap. So, fellas, don't you let the girls get ahead of you. And girls, don't you let the fellas get ahead of you either. Everybody pitch in. It's easy, you know. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy these comic buttons anywhere. But every time you open a package of Kellogg's Pep, there's your snappy prize. And there's some mighty snappy eating, too, because Pep is a whiz of a breakfast cereal. Tastes so crisp and, and sunny and golden toasted, you practically can't resist it. So ask Mom to get P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. <laughs> As we continue now, Clark Kent has just entered Perry White's office in time to hear the gray-haired editor shout into his telephone. Miss Blackrock, you call Wilson on the morning blade and tell him he can stop trying to steal my reporters. Tell him he can have Lois Lane on his payroll as of now because I'm through with her. What? You heard me, she's fired. What's the matter with you, Chief? Uh, that'll teach her not to disregard orders. What happened? When I say no, I mean no. I'm the boss around but here. Chief, and I what don't ha- want to leave followed up. It's because my superior experience tells me it's a phony. Sure, Chief, sure. And neither but... Lois Lane nor you nor any other oh, reporter working for me can look, disregard you... my orders and get away with it. Do you understand? Oh, for the love of Mike, Chief, will you please calm down long enough to tell me what's going on? What order did Lois disregard? Where is she? She's up in Canada. The North Fishing Banks, against my explicit orders to the contrary. Well, what in heaven's name is she doing up there? Chasing a wild goose, that's what. What do you mean? Well, here's the story. You remember that crackpot correspondent we've got in Squeen Run? Squeen Run? Oh, <laughs> you mean Horatio F. for French horn? Yes, Horatio <laughs> F. for Fooey horn would be better. Or F. for fish in this case. Well, what about it? Well, a few days ago he came to see me. All steamed up over what he thinks is a terrific yarn that's brewing up there in that fishing territory. Uh-huh. A cock and bull story that began stewing in his bird brain when a very rich man who lives in Squeen Run stopped getting his regular weekly shipments of a rare fish that he re- relishes for breakfast. Uh, shipments that uh, used to be flown in for him from the north banks and then suddenly stopped. What? Because the fishermen have stopped going out on their regular runs and Horn thinks it's all tied up to something mysterious. Well, maybe it is. What? Great, Caesar. Don't tell me that you go for that, too. I didn't say that, Chief. I only said maybe it is. Ah, uh, Chief, I mean, Mr. White. Yes, what do you want? Miss Backrack told me to give you this telegram. It's from Miss Lane, and she thought... From Lois? Yeah, Mr. Kent. Miss Backrack... Never thought... mind what she thought. Go on, beat it, beat it. Yes, sir, Mr. White. She was. Well, how do you... Well, how do you like this for nerve? What does she say, Chief? Now, listen to this for sheer gall. What? Convinced Horatio Horn right again. Looks like real big story brewing here. I'm taking long chance to dig it up. What does she mean by a long chance, I wonder? Why, nothing. She's just being cute. Now, listen. If you don't hear from me within 24 hours, suggest you contact Superman. Contact Superman? Yes. How do you like that? I don't like it at all, Chief. Sounds to me as if Lois is afraid of what she's walking into. Clark Kent is right. Lois Lane doesn't know what she and the eccentric correspondent Horatio Horn are walking into. If she did, she'd be more than tempted to stop her investigation before she really begins. One day we begin a new Superman adventure that deals with deep mystery born of dark superstition on the stormy, fog-bound shores of the North Atlantic. So be sure not to miss a minute of it. 
And remember, if your community observes daylight time, starting next week, this program will be heard at the same hour. If you remain on standard time, it may be heard at a different hour. For exact broadcast time in your area, consult your local newspaper or mutual station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, gang, let me tell you about a breakfast cereal that's fun to listen to and fun to eat. It's Kellogg's Rice Krispies, the Snap, Crackle, and Pop cereal. Sure, you've seen those famous little elves snap, crackle, and pop around in cartoons and on the Rice Krispies package, and you know how they can dish out the crispiness of those golden bubbles of oven-popped rice. So freshly crisp, they snap, crackle, and pop when you pour on milk. Remind Mom to get you the one and only Snap, Crackle, and Pop cereal, Kellogg's Rice Krispies. And be sure to be with us on Monday for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. I wonder if the fact that Poco is the last survivor of his species will increase listener appreciation of the character or at least reduce the amount of ill wishes. I don't really blame the astrologer much. Um, when you're, he came within five days of predicting when cataclysmic events were going to strike. You have to wonder about a well-organized alien invasion whose strategy is, let's just wait till the last minute, though we could go at any time. And, of course, the big tragedy is that apparently all the civilian population of Utopia got left behind. I think that there was a flaw in Zoram's plan. Because the thing is, I don't really plan interplanetary invasions, but if I did, I think I'd do a better job than he did. So since he guessed Clark Kent was Superman, it's probably doomed uh, anyway. James Launce, in his review for SupermanHomePage.com, uh, he said that uh, he thought that the story was uh, actually fairly decent, uh, there were a couple things he expected to um, annoy him. Uh, with the origin of Poco retold and classic science fiction that is campy even for 1947 um, st- uh, standards. But uh, I found most of these things got downplayed. Um, I think that Poco only had a uh, few scenes in this story, which I guess indicates he was never intended to be a major character. If there is one annoying quirk in its rhymes, it's that he always will use some variation. Often, whenever they're in a spot where they're doomed, this is the end, my friend. Just is one of his favorite rhymes for some reason. But at any rate... And I think it was mostly um, okay, a little bit silly, but again, this is 1947 Kids Radio. Well now, listener comments and feedback, and a lot regarding this serial. Michael emails in to say, How come Jimmy Olsen can walk around easily while Superman is stuck to the ground by the higher gravity? Uh, great question, Michael, and it's something from one of the earlier parts in the story, when Anthar gave... Uh, Jimmy Olsen a pill um, that allowed him to 
not struggle under the gravity of utopia. And Zaharam wasn't about to give the same thing to Superman. Oh, that was, reminds me of one of the things that was in Lance's review, um, where he was somewhat uh, taken aback by the end with Superman saying that Anthor uh, would want to die with his own people. He interpreted it as Superman deciding to... Um, leave Anthar behind. I interpreted it as by the time Superman recovered, he was able to save Jimmy and Poco and wasn't able to get to... Uh... Then we have an email from David who says, I've had the same thought on the last few episodes. Clark Kent is reading and writing Superman's most unusual adventure in first person. Unless he's also planning on revealing his secret identity in some kind of front page scoop, how would he be planning on publishing this? Then again, maybe he'll submit the story as is and will be treated to another volcanic explosion from Perry White's office. Well, uh, David, we got the volcanic explosion from Perry White's office, but those things are fairly easy to happen. And what I imagine is that he's telling us the story in first person, but he's writing it in a way that is appropriate for a major newspaper uh, in a serious news section. Oh, so I guess a serious news piece about a man in blue tots and a red cape who was thwarted in his effort to save the population of a planet the size of Vermont. That would be something to read in a serious newspaper. I imagine it was in that style. There was a hint of that um, when he corrected one of the uh, me's to Superman, I think at the end, which if he were seriously writing it down, it wouldn't it wouldn't do any good because he's been doing that throughout the whole story. So we will presume that he's just telling it to us this way, but that he cleaned it up, put it in the third person, so that Harry White wouldn't explode about this. He'd explode about something else. And then we have a question from Rich, who says, Is it possible for us to listen to your show live? Um, first of all, uh, no, because basically I listen to the um, recordings of both the Sunday and Wednesday show, and... Uh, with my wife, and then I come downstairs and record the commentary. Usually I do it on Sunday night, and I did that with part 11. But my attempts to record the part 12 slash part 13 commentary, I forgot to hit save after recording the whole commentary. So I'm actually recording this on Monday night. I did try to do live recordings when I was doing the Dragnet show in the early days, and it was kind of hard to hear it live. And the, uh, if you were listening live, uh, just because of the way that the, uh, system echoed, uh, when I was doing that over at TalkShoe. And then it would sound really bad to the vast majority of the audience who downloaded the show. So I don't do live old time radio recordings anymore. Just never got the interest in them. And too much of a logistical problem. And then uh, he goes on to say, I also found it so curious that a scientist would comment about something being not possible when we're discussing a fictional show. I mean, as much as I like Superman, how could he ignore him and comment on the asteroid? Jeesh, a great show, Adam. Keep them coming, uh, Rich. 
Well, Rich, I think it's a question of the suspension of disbelief. And that's certainly required with Superman. As they said in the 1977 or 78 Superman movie, you'll believe a man can fly. But that suspension of disbelief can only go so far. As I was actually listening to the final part, Andrea was talking, and she was theorizing that there had to be some sort of of artificial anti-gravity machine on Utopia. And uh, the reason is because the story has to make sense on some level. And I think in this case, for many listeners, this was really beyond reasonable suspension of disbelief. Though hopefully the next story will be the focus of a little less scientific discussion. All right, well, thanks so much for listening. Join us on Sunday as we begin a brand new Superman story. In the meantime, send your email to adam at adamsweb.us. Be sure and rate the show on iTunes and pick up your copy of Ultimate Midlife Crisis, available as a paperback or ebook. But from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.